You are listening to the Rock That Creative Job podcast with Jamie Roberts, episode 16. This podcast has a very focused mission to inspire, motivate, and empower you with the tools, insight, and guidance you need to get better jobs, better work, better pay, and build the creative career and life you've always wanted. So click subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast and let's rock. Hey, creatives. Well, it's a very rainy, blustery day here in Portland, Oregon, and it's kind of appropriate weather for this topic because today we're going to talk about how to handle difficult bosses. Now, this is something I am sure everyone is familiar with at some point in their career, whether it's someone that manages you directly or someone that manages the work that you're doing. No matter where these people exist in the organization that you're in, it can make your life miserable. And I'd love to start this podcast with a small anecdote from my own experience because I learned some valuable lessons fairly early on in my career about what to do and what not to do when it comes to managing bad managers. So when I was a senior designer, I reported to someone who I really enjoyed. And then there was an organizational restructure. And we all know that those can change the tone and the feel of your environment overnight. I was moved to a different team and I was given a different manager. And I went into that with the assumption that this person was going to manage me similarly to my previous manager. I also went in with the assumption that this person knew what I did and how I did it and the value that I brought to the organization. They knew none of these things and that created immediate friction between us because my assumptions were completely inaccurate. They didn't know what I did. They didn't understand creative. They didn't care to engage me in dialogue about the work I was doing. And I felt like I was being silenced and siloed. And I developed a very bad attitude as a result of this. I felt trapped in a job that I previously really enjoyed. And I felt like I didn't understand why I wasn't being given the opportunities for exciting projects or to talk through my work with other leaders. I assumed that this manager's behavior was a result of my performance. But that's where our brain goes when we have these experiences with people who don't quite understand us. And a lot of times that misunderstanding can be clarified if you know what to look for. But I didn't. And so I continued to have a terrible outlook on my job. I had a terrible outlook on the team. There was a lot of drama and stress involved in that position. And I had a series of very frustrating conversations with my manager as a result of this. Once I left this position, I realized very quickly that this experience created some baggage. And even though I had moved on to an entirely different organization with a different team, a different structure, and a great manager. I still had these fears about how I would be perceived and if I was allowed to contribute at the level that I really wanted to. And my assumption was that my new boss 
was just as frustrated as the previous one. So these things, they can really have a lasting effect on us. And as creatives, they affect our ability to do our jobs, to ideate and innovate and come up with unique solutions that help drive the business forward and showcase our high-level contribution. When we are struggling and we feel misunderstood in our positions as a result of a misalignment with someone who is directly responsible for us, this can be become a roadblock in a creative career path. So that's why I want to talk to you about the three things that you need to uncover when dealing with a bad manager. So the first thing you want to assess and understand with a manager that you feel like is not treating you fairly, is not paying attention to you, is not allowing you to contribute at the level you want to, you want to understand what their value system actually is. Because if you are misaligned to that value system, there's a set of expectations that you aren't even aware of. So no matter how hard you work, you are always going to feel like you're failing because that person isn't valuing what you are doing. And this is especially important for creatives because if your process doesn't align to what that manager values, you're always going to be going against the grain and it's going to make that relationship even more stressful as you continue to operate in your current mode. So if you're able to figure out what their value system is, you are able to understand how to get on their good side. So for example, do they value speed or do they value perfection? They want to get it out there in one round of revisions. Or is it strategy? Do they want to know how you arrived at the decisions that you've made on this creative work? Do they want to know that you were thoughtful in approaching this project? It might be innovation. Maybe they want to know that you're thinking outside the box, that you're not rehashing old ideas that they've already seen, that you're always continuously generating new creative concepts. Or their primary value could be pleasing their boss. And this one's a little harder to dig out. But if you are working for someone who is only worried about how they look to their boss, then you have to dig a little deeper and understand what that person values. And I'm not saying that you just need to set it and forget it and continue on at this pace for the rest of your career. You want to be able to survive in this environment without it ruining you for the next job until you can get the next job. So the second thing you want to do is you want to understand their triggers. This is critical, especially if you have a manager who might be a little volatile. I've been in those experiences too, where you have someone just blow up over something that you're not even sure why it's a big deal. But knowing what someone's trigger points are, it helps you avoid uncomfortable conversations. It helps you avoid feeling called out. And it also helps you know where that person's pain points are, where their stress points are. Because if you know someone has has a certain trigger and you are in a meeting where you can sense that trigger, it's not a great time to ask that person for time off. So just being able to see the broader context of how your boss operates, it's going to help you stay out of the firing line. So I've experienced a lot of different triggers with different managers that I've had. And I want to run through a few of these for you so you can kind of understand what to look for. One very common trigger for managers that are either inexperienced in their areas or newly promoted is straight up FOMO. These managers have anxiety when they don't know what's going on. They always want to be informed. 
because they feel insecure about their role. And if they're new to it, they feel extra insecure. Knowing that that's the trigger, that allows you to adjust your communication style. If you have a manager that is obsessed with getting continual updates and knowing where things stand, that allows you to create a routine where maybe you touch base with them in the morning, you update them on what you're doing. At the end of the day, you send them a quick message and say, here's where we got to. This is what I'm working on tomorrow. The fear that people have in management around not knowing what's going on, it's related to how they show up to their boss. If they're asked a question in a meeting and they don't have the answer, that just reinforces that insecurity about their position. So the easier it is for you to get in the habit of informing someone who has a trigger around FOMO, the easier it'll be for you to work with that person because you won't be called out unnecessarily in a meeting. You won't be contacted at 5 p.m. on a Friday asking for updates on client work. You know in advance that that person needs to know what's happening and they always need to be in the loop. And it's easy enough to do that and keep them in the loop until you can find your next job. The second thing that I've noticed with managers that are not as effective is they feel threatened by the knowledge of others. This is a very specific perfectionist personality trait. A lot of people who are very type A, very overly perfectionist, very driven, super achievers, they want to feel like they know all the things because that eases their anxiety and it eases that imposter syndrome that they have. And so if you are someone who knows more than them, you might be a threat because they don't know as much as you and they pride themselves on knowing everything. And we all know no one can know everything. And if you're working for someone who's not a creative, that person clearly doesn't know all the details of your creative work. It's an insecurity that they have that you can't do anything about. But the goal is to avoid that trigger so you don't end up in the hot seat or you don't get called out in a meeting. Every manager wants to look like they have everything together, even though I can tell you we don't. But there are some that just can't be vulnerable. They can't feel comfortable saying, I don't know. Let me come back to you with that answer. They need to have the answer. So the best way to deal with someone like this is to straight up ask them, how can I help you prepare for this conversation or this client pitch or this board meeting? Because if it's clear to them that you're trying to help them, you're trying to be an ally, you're trying to make them look good, then they can let their guard down. They can relax a little bit around you because they know that you're on their side. Because when a manager doesn't have answers for their boss and they feel like they should, that anxiety and stress is going to come right back to you. So being able to get ahead of these triggers and understand them and understand how to cope with these people that are managing your day-to-day, that's really going to help you survive the situation you're in until it either changes or you change it. And the last thing you want to really be clear on And this is so critical for our industry. You want to understand how much this person knows about creative. Do they have a creative background? Is this their first time managing creatives? Do they have a background in an analytical field, like maybe finance, operations? You want to understand what their knowledge base is. Because if you are reporting to someone 
who has very little knowledge in your field of expertise, there's going to be a little bit of a language barrier there. And when you're explaining things, you want to understand the level of detail that you can give this person. You also want to get clear on how they see you in your role. Maybe you feel like you're a high level conceptual contributor, but they think you're just a production person that's supposed to just crank things out. Understanding what they know about creative and their experience in it, that's going to really help you understand the type of manager that they are and also how to help them get that clarity and transparency on what you do. There might be some education around your process or your team's process, because I can tell you there are a lot of managers out there who manage creatives and they kind of lump them into this group with all of the rest of their direct reports who are not creatives, who work very differently. And we all know that creative is not about sitting at your desk with your headphones on, just cranking through an Excel spreadsheet. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. And to report to someone who assumes that it does, that's a disservice to you. It's a disservice to the organization you work for, and it's a disservice to the work that you're trying to produce. So having complete clarity around these three areas, it's really going to help you survive a potentially difficult situation until you can move on from it or come to an agreement and an understanding with a manager who maybe just doesn't have all the information that they need to see you as the high-level creative contributor that you are. And if you feel like this person won't be receptive to that, at least you know how to stay out of the hot seat until you can leave. We've all dealt with this as creatives. We've all felt misunderstood and siloed, and it is incredibly difficult. And I don't want you to stay in a role that you're miserable in. I don't want you to work for someone that doesn't see your true value. And if you feel stuck and unsure of the next steps to take, I want you to contact me because we can move you forward real quick. We can get you unstuck and thinking more positively about the future. You can connect with me at rockthatcreativejob.com. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn, follow me and send me a DM there. You can follow me on Instagram, subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. And I also have 20 free YouTube videos on things like resumes, portfolios, interview skills, anything you need to get started with that job search if you're in a position where you're reporting to someone that you just do not get along with. So I hope this was helpful. Hang in there and know that you have value to contribute to this world. And if you're not contributing it where you are right now, there is a place that needs you out there. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>